Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach for anyone with video conferencing capabilities, no matter where you live. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot, no matter if you reside in 4,500 square feet or 350. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality and aesthetics, getting your house into shape. Who do you know that might enjoy an intellectual and positive podcast all about homes and the act of living in them to their best and highest potential? Help me spread the word. If there's one thing that absolutely works for me, no matter what the topic is, it's a checklist with a defined timeline. If I know my big picture goal broken down into what I need to do and by when you can count on me, that's probably why being a realtor aligns so well with my nature. Interestingly, the same recipe works for me with fitness. When I have a goal like the Orange Theory Fitness Transformation Challenge last year, which was 30 days of showing up and getting your butt handed to you for an hour at least three days a week. Yes, please. Check. But the thought of working out, cause I should? Nope. Doesn't resonate with me. Challenge me to a week of who can get the most steps in or miles? Yep, that works. I thought of the same recipe as it pertains to making progress on our homes. What if I created a boot camp for our houses, all about getting an area dialed in in a preset time with clear goals and steps? Yes, I'm totally doing this. Like any good boot camp, You need to feel the why in your bones to motivate you forward. The why is always a huge factor. So let me remind you how valuable you are. The life that you live is spent predominantly at home. So isn't it worth considering how that home supports you, encourages you to be the best version of yourself? If you have the choice to A, spend four hours binge watching Netflix, or B, spend the same four hours making your living room look and function the best it ever has, which one will pay off tomorrow and next week and next year? Spending your hours wisely with intention can help your home support you, your passions and desires for months and years to come. 
Creating a home that thrives means embracing evolution, continuing to tweak your home to function better or differently as the seasons of your life shifts. It means the space you have personalized helps you to get better at something, geek out on a passion, or embrace you, fill your soul in some way. Your spaces should help you succeed at exploring or mastering something where time slips by in an instant because you are able to be single-mindedly engrossed in that thing, living in the present moment to its fullest. In the simplest terms, it's imperative that your home helps you to feel good about life and the ease at which things happen within the walls of your home. This is meant to be an episode you can come back to for each room you choose to tackle. Welcome to the boot camp for your home. Step one, start by choosing what room you're going to focus on. Just one room. Maybe it's the worst room, and I'm using air quotes here, whether it be functionality or aesthetics or even just clutter. Don't second guess yourself, make a choice and stick to it. Step two, if you've got a handheld dry erase board, go get it. If not, grab some paper. Write a vertical line down the middle of the board. This is going to be your list of thought. This exercise helps you process the main points. It is not a to-do list. It is a list of thought. On the left at the top, Write down the first thing that bothers you fast. Don't put thought into it. Don't figure out how to solve it. Just write it off the cuff. The thing that bugs you. Under that, I want you to write focal point. Now look to the right of the line and write down what it is. If you don't have a visual focal point in the room, leave it blank. Under that, write lighting to the right of your vertical line. Write the words natural, ceiling, and lamps. Circle those things you have along with a check mark if you're satisfied with the lighting in your room. Or if you feel less than inspired, if it's dark or if it's just not right, don't put a check mark. This means you're going to have to address it. Under that, write activities and write down the whole point of this room in order of priority. If it's the living room, for example, your list might first say gathering and then watching TV and then knitting. Following activities is your last category of beauty. To the right of your vertical line, you're going to list five things to think on. Color, texture, natural materials, 
scale, and reflection of personality. This is a thought board and it will evolve as this exercise goes on. Next, I want you to commit to a general timeline. It could be a week or a month. This will depend on the amount of time you have to spend on it. If you're simply tidying, this could be even a one-day blitz. Committing to a timeline is the key to the success of a boot camp. Set up realistic expectations though, even if you want to have the room done in a day, but you know you'll have to source an item and purchase it, you probably can't expect to actually complete that in a day. So think it through before you commit. Also, if you tend to quit things before they're done, set yourself up to succeed here. Is it because the effort goes on too long or because you aren't seeing a quick enough result? Think about past projects and where they derailed and why. This will be different because identifying the areas that trip you up will help you just keep swimming, just keep swimming and get over the hump. Step four, get your mind right. Get your clothes right and grab some water. A boot camp is something you can't show up ill prepared for. If you're going to paint, get your paint clothes on. If you're going to be here for four hours, turn your music on. Set yourself up right. Get your dry erase board and dive into this first part. Let's talk about action. Get another dry erase board or a piece of paper for your list of action, which is different than your list of thought. When you write things down here, I don't want you to get too hung up on specifics yet. This is a document that will morph and have things crossed off and refined, which is why a dry erase board can be ideal. Let me explain. Working through your list of action means what you initially wrote down may not be the actual action. It just may be where you start. Bedspread is ripped maybe what you initially wrote down, which morphs into what color bedspread would I want to replace it with, and then morphs into by pleated West Elm bedspread in the color wheatgrass. You can start with a very undefined thing and work then on refining your thought. Don't get hung up on being perfect out of the gate. There is no such thing. This document is about getting you where you want to go. It is a tool. Let's first address the thing that bothers you most about this room. There are so many episodes that almost no matter what this main issue is, there's likely an episode to address just this thing. So take the time to listen to and deep dive into that topic. If the issue is, I simply don't like this room and you can't put your finger on why, start emptying the room of the things you haven't touched in years. If the item just gathers dust and doesn't speak to your soul, put it in a pile and get rid of it. The Facebook group Buy Nothing is an outstanding way to rid yourself of items because they go to people who expressed interest specifically in that thing, so it isn't going into a landfill. 
Of course, this may not be right for everyone, especially if you aren't on Facebook. There are charities out there that will take it. Rid yourself of the stuff that falls under the category of too much. Next up, look at the room and how you move around in it. Is there ample space to do the activities you listed on your list of thought? Are there any areas especially crowded? Might I have a piece of furniture here that isn't the right scale and cramps the space or opposite that looks too small in your extra large space? As you come across realizations, write them down on your list of actions. Get smaller chair for the corner by the bookshelf or get an additional chair to go with my chair to create a conversation area. Observe the colors going on in here. Do you like them? Is this space too matchy-matchy or maybe has no cohesiveness at all? To the right of the line on your list of thought, next to color, write down what you were going for, the vibe that you originally envisioned, or the one that you want to move toward, and hash this out so when you develop your actions, you're aligning them with your vision. Write it down if something needs to change. This might morph from, all I see is the purple things in here and they stand out too much, to, tone down accent colors, and that may change to repaint. Allow yourself to go through the discovery process and to sit in the room and envision the changes you're considering before you pull the trigger. Do I have natural items in this space like leather or rattan, plants or wood? These things help warm up a space helps it to feel homey. Look down. What's going on under your feet? Is there a cow path in the one main area where people walk? Maybe you need to get rid of carpet because you have pets and the stains won't stop reappearing. Or maybe you need to add an area rug if the space feels too cold or doesn't seem like it's defined enough. Is there anything that automation could make easier? Could setting up a reminder remove the rub from the piling up of laundry if you're staring at your full laundry baskets? Or could buying a smart bulb that ranges from bright white to soft candlelight eliminate the need for two separate lights? I want you to focus on dealing with that first thing that bothered you most on your list of thought. Either do the fix or put it on your list of action. You might do the thing and so the list of action may start with the next item down. How quickly you get that first item addressed will depend on how much you need to do to address it, obviously. But if you get that thorn in your side knocked out first, it will give you the momentum to move to the next thing. Hate your pillows? Get pillow covers. Hate your 1990s orange table? Maybe you can sand it down and put on a natural stain. 
think about how you can get where you're going without throwing everything away and buying new. Some things may need to go, but many times looking at that nightstand with fresh eyes, you may be able to repurpose it in the office. Add some snazzy temporary wallpaper to the bottom of each drawer and a coat of paint to the outside. Voila, you've solved your office storage problem and moved out the nightstand that wasn't tall enough for that spot next to your bed anyway. How might a wall-mounted thing help me in this space? I'm a fan of getting things up off the floor. It helps spaces feel neat and tidy, especially if they're smaller. There are wall-mounted nightstands, wall-mounted credenzas, wall-mounted shelving that could serve as desktops or bar tops. Now let's refer back to our list of thought. Hopefully you've either written down the actions to deal with that first thing that bothers you, or you've already actually done it. If you're stuck, ping me. This is exactly what I do. I flesh out the root. I don't like this room and I still can't figure out why. If that's you, go to spaceandreason.com, click on the Imagine link. I can literally spend one hour with you on video chat, walking through the space with you and getting to the root of the problem. Now let's discuss the focal point. What do other people see first when they walk in the room? And is that what you want them to notice first? Is it your commanding master bed frame or the patched hole in the drywall that when repaired didn't get the same texture sprayed on it so it stands out like a sore thumb? I walked into a townhome to list it recently and the owner had painted the walls a lovely color. The trim at the bottom was pulling away from the wall though and I could see the old color under it. They never noticed it. It was the first thing I noticed when I walked in the room. Simply finishing a job could be what you tackle next. Get the trim nailed in and caulk it for a clean finish. Now, what do people notice when they walk in? Just because you eliminated that first thing doesn't mean the attention magically goes now where you want it. So pay attention. Scale is a big deal. Episode 43 is worth listening to again because it helps you ask questions about what is on your walls, what is dominant in the room, and is this what you were going for? Let's talk about lighting. How do I feel about it in this space? If it's dark, question where your light sources are. If you're covering up natural light with heavy drapes or worse, blinds under drapes, can you change your recipe here for privacy or even do you need the window covered at all? Maybe you only need the bottom covered. Might top-down, bottom-up blinds work better or shutters or window film? Do you have a light source in each 
category that you wrote down. Natural light, ceiling light, and lamps. Lamps can also be sconces. Pay attention to where the light is coming from. If it's all blasting down from the ceiling, I can tell you getting some kind of light from the midpoint of the room will help it feel cozier. What color is your lighting and is it right for the activities that you listed on your list of thought? Remember, warm is a yellow candlelight hue and cool is a bright hospital surgery suite color. Bright and cool are good for cooking, working, projects, and kicking butt. Warm is good for socializing, hanging out, and all the ambiance. Bonus points for dimmers or smart lights which give you more control to change the lighting for what you need when you need it. Let's talk about activities for a moment. If we're in the kitchen, for example, are there any passions you could add to this list besides cooking, obviously, that make sense that you haven't made room for? Candle making, for example, might be an activity you've always wanted to do but never made room for. Because you would need access to a stove, this might make the most sense to be in here. Where can you accommodate some tweakage to allow yourself to explore this here? If you're in your bedroom and you've always wanted to get back to playing guitar, which you haven't done since college, maybe you hang your guitar as art in your bedroom and get the most divine chair to put next to it, filling that weird, empty, awkward space, allowing the bedroom to fulfill more activities. What lights you up? What do you want to try? And have you made room for it? Could this space accommodate it? Now let's talk about beauty. Many times beauty is as much about what you don't buy or acquire as it is about the choices you make of what to purchase. When I walked into a stage home with a buyer, they usually crush on it because it is minimal. It has just enough of what you would need to live there and no extra crap. You too can have this in your own house. Empty space allows you to breathe. All your furniture shouldn't be pushed up against the perimeter of the room so that you don't see the baseboards anywhere. You need a space that is open so it doesn't feel so angsty. Not a word. (laughs) Nonetheless, I feel angst when I walk into a room that is just jam-packed. As I'm asking you these questions and stepping through this, when things pique your interest or tug on a thread or resonate with you, get them down on your list, either in the actions or if it absolutely is true, put it under your list of thought. Make sure it lands somewhere. Is there at least a couple things in this space that you can honestly say that you love? I don't care how trivial or small it is. 
My friend Lisa in Bend has a table in her home that is next to her couch. She fell in love with it the first time she saw it with its painted ochre yellow legs, white ceramic or metal vintagey top with black along the edges. These sorts of pieces should be allowed to sing. This could be your focal point connecting you back up to item two on your list of thought. Now let's look again at your list of action and think on each one because what you initially wrote down may not be the actual action. It was just a starting point. Now you can flesh out the details. Using my original example, if your bedspread is ripped, if you're replacing it anyway, now is the time to question if a lighter one would brighten up the room. If there is too much going on in here, maybe a clean, simple one could help minimize the visual chaos. If there doesn't seem to be any texture in the room, maybe one with gathers or pleats might add some visual interest. Dive into research next. What's out there? What's available? This is not something you rush into. Take your time and don't impulse buy. Think it through. If you're having a shelf made for the inset over your bathtub, ask yourself critical questions. If they are this deep, could I still get into the bathtub? What would I put on the shelf and how big does it need to be? Would I want a plant on it? And therefore, where is the light coming from? So does that even make sense? Think on all the angles, all the space and reason things. Hash out your list of actions in this way too. What else might I use this item for or this space for? Could I buy the same thing in a dual purpose version that stores something or has a cup holder or is a transformer like a coffee table that has a top that raises up on a hinge and becomes an alternate workspace? Could I buy or make a mountable version so it's off the floor? Work on hashing out each item on your list of actions to become more specific. And then I want you to refer to your ultimate timeline, that original one that you thought of. Break down each action into bite-sized, realistic chunks that will allow you to be finished within the time frame you set for yourself. If you can't make it happen now that you have all the details, no big deal. Adjust your timeline. Pace yourself. Maybe it's one big thing per week, one big thing per paycheck. However, it works for you, but keep yourself honest and moving forward. Lastly, put a post-it on your bathroom mirror or your calendar or set a reoccurring reminder on your smart home device, something to help you remember to keep going. This only works if you set yourself up to keep taking baby steps forward and then share it with us. Post your success to social media and use the hashtag space and reason. I'd love to celebrate every little win with you. The best part about this episode is that you can repeat it with each room. Have a listen to episode 15, which is all about your goals. 
Sometimes revisiting your own visions for your life then helps give you more clarity on setting up a home to function to support that vision. And now for ease of use, I want to step through a list of the episodes you might want to refer back to, which could deeper address some of the areas you're thinking through in your boot camp. Jot the episode number down so you can quickly jump there. If you're questioning, does every space have a reason? That would be episode one. The process of cooking daily and your kitchen is episode three. The space that doesn't get used is episode five. Deep diving into lighting and windows is episode six. Managing sentimental items, that would be episode eight. Shelving and bookshelves and such is episode nine. Creating spaces for gathering and connection would be episode 13. Entryways is episode 14. Bedrooms is episode 16. Plants is episode 17. Creating spaces for kids is episode 18. If you're struggling with matchy-matchy and how to make it not a thing, listen to episode 20. Bathrooms is episode 22. Knobs, pulls, and handles is episode 24. Specific stuff for home office is episode 29. Adding style or updating with temporary wallpaper is episode 32. Creating dual purpose rooms and flex space is episode 34. Ways to become re-inspired with your space is episode 35. Laundry rooms is episode 36. Kitchen and bathroom drawer liners is 37. Creating spaces for movement and habits for health is episode 40. Scale, proportion, and art for your walls is episode 43. And organizing the KonMari method is episode 45. Notice your self-talk. Keep it positive. What are you grateful for today? When you buy a home with a realtor who is also a home functionality coach, you get the added value of an expert to think through how the space can be used to its best and highest potential, specific to the needs, passions, and values of your family. If you're thinking of buying or selling, use an agent that has dual expertise. I can also list a home and stage it to make sense out of odd spaces so you can get the most out of your investment. If you happen to know someone in the market to buy or sell in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, kindly send them my way. The finest compliment I could ever receive is the confidence of your referral. If you haven't taken the time yet to write a review, it takes only a moment, but it's so valuable to others wondering if this is a podcast worth listening to. Thank you, my friends, and thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. Here's a virtual toast to getting your house into shape one baby step at a time. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. 